Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My guest at this time is Dr. Bonner Cohen. He's a senior fellow at the National Center for Public Policy Research. He joins me today to explain why he thinks the Trump administration's recent changes to the Endangered Species Act are not only good for communities and economic development there, but are actually better for the endangered species themselves. There's been a lot of blowback, especially from liberal interest groups and political figures, to the Trump administration's revisions that were announced last week. And Bonner, thanks very much for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. Well, let's just start with the basic facts here. What do the revisions to the Endangered Species Act actually say and do? Uh, The most important thing they do is clarify what constitutes critical habitat. Uh, When uh, an at-risk species is identified, uh, the ESA, the Endangered Species Act, mandates that uh, critical habitat be set aside for the species' recovery. And what the Trump administration reforms do is they say, yes, you can designate critical habitat, but that must be habitat where a species really exists, not potential habitat. That distinction is very important because it limits the amount of land that the Department of Interior's Fish and Wildlife Service can regulate. And these regulations can be very strict. Uh, The ESA has sadly become a land use restriction uh, mechanism whereby people who have attracted endangered species to their lands are the ones who ultimately pay the price for the species' recovery. So it's very nice for people who live in urban areas to say that they love the Endangered Species Act. They're not the ones paying the price. It's the landowners themselves. So what the, what the administration is trying to do in the absence of a complete rewrite of the ESA is put sensible regulations in place that actually provide incentives to landowners to cooperate uh, with federal authorities in helping a species recover. That's one of the things it does. The other important thing is that the revisions restore the original distinction between threatened and endangered species. That, too, is important because the Fish and Wildlife Service has let that distinction slide, and it treats threatened species the exact same way that it treats more at-risk endangered species, which, again, means that regulated communities, and these tend to be rural communities, disproportionately in the West, <clears throat> come under the thumb of the ESA, greatly limiting all sorts of economic activity. You know, the worst thing that a landowner, that could be a farmer, rancher, logger, what have you, <laughs> the worst thing that can happen is to have an endangered species on his property. 
we should have a system that provides incentives to cooperate in the species recovery rather than the uh, regulatory straitjacket that the ESA has been for several decades. So the Trump administration has taken a long overdue step in the right direction in correcting some of the acts abuses. Let's do a couple of quick follow-ups on uh, what you just said here, Bonner. First of all, I don't know if there are uh, statistical distinctions on this, but you said one of the things that the uh, revisions do is distinguish land where there are actually endangered species living versus where they could potentially live. How much land right now is uh, strangled by government regulation because no endangered species lives there, but uh, uh, bureaucrats think they could? <laughs> yeah, let me give you an example. <clears throat> In a recent court case uh, that was settled at the Supreme Court last year, the Fish and Wildlife Service declared 1,544 acres of land in St. Tammany Parish, Louisiana, critical habitat for a creature known as the dusky gopher frog. A couple of problems there. On that 1,544 acres of land, there currently exist no dusky gopher frogs. In fact, there aren't any anywhere in Louisiana. The only place where you can find that frog is in one county in Mississippi. The Fish and Wildlife Service said, yes, but it could provide habitat, provided, of course, it was modified. You would have to plant pine trees and all do all sorts of other things to attract the frog. The Supreme Court said, no, the Fish and Wildlife Service really doesn't have that kind of power. And there are limits to what this, the Fish and Wildlife Service can declare critical habitat. So what the uh, Trump administration has just done is a pivoting of the uh, Supreme Court decision. It has said, okay, we are setting limits uh, that uh, species must live on the land at the time of designation. We will regulate that land and not force people uh, to undergo the rigorous uh, regulatory restrictions uh, just because their land at some yet-to-be-determined point in the future could, under certain circumstances that currently do not exist, be the habitat of an at-risk species. Let me move on to another point here. Uh, you mentioned that the designation has blurred over the years from endangered versus threatened. This would take it back to the original meaning. What is the current distinction between endangered and threatened? Okay, uh, endangered species are considered uh, by biologists to be more at risk. These are creatures, and they can be plants, or, or they, they, they can be plants or animals. These are things which uh, could, in fact, go extinct if certain measures are not taken. Threatened species, on the other hand, are plants and animals whose numbers have declined. In other words, their, their category is not as uh, serious as threatened. But once the two categories become blurred, and they have been blurred now for a couple of decades, the regulatory consequences for someone who has a threatened species on his property or an endangered species are exactly the same. So what the uh, Trump administration's Department of Interior has done is gone back and reestablished, in accordance with the original intent of the law, gone back and reestablished that very important distinction. 
and you wrote for The Hill last week talking about your support for these revisions. You say the current system, or at least prior to the revisions, is a world in which landowners are tied up in endless litigation and threatened with steep fines and imprisonment for the very environmental stewardship that attracted species to their land in the first place. Uh, So beyond the dusky gopher frog, it's the people who act the most responsibly who end up having the most headaches here. Yeah, it provides, the system provides absolutely perverse incentives. Uh, There is an old saying among people who live, again, primarily in the rural West. When you see an endangered species on your land, shoot, shovel, and shut up. (laughs) Because if the feds ever find out that you have one of these things on your property, if you're a rancher, a farmer, a fruit grower, or what have you, you stand to have your livelihood shut down. Well, that is a system that is doomed to failure, and it's one of the many reasons why of all the species that have been put on the endangered species list, and there are over 1,600 of them, only 40 have been removed in 46 years, and 20 of those were removed because, A, the species were already extinct by the time they went on the list. And it was determined that they weren't endangered or threatened in the first place. The the alligator in the southeast uh, being a prime prime example. So uh, even by the standards of a federal program, it's a colossal failure. And again, barring the uh, complete rewrite of, of, of the act, what the administration has undertaken is just brought some common sense and sanity into the whole thing. And attempting to create a framework within which landowners can work cooperatively uh, with federal officials to recover species. The the purpose of the exercise should be to recover the species, not to limit land use for the purpose of limiting land use. Uh, We're talking with Dr. Bonner-Cohen. And as I mentioned at the outset, and I'm sure you're aware, sir, there's been quite a bit of uh, criticism of these uh, revisions to the Endangered Species Act. Uh, here is Jeff Corwin. He's a conservationist who appeared with Brian Williams on MSNBC. Uh, here was his reaction to the changes. And I can tell you uh, from my heart that there has never been a presidential administration more willfully, more purposefully negligent when it comes to the stewardship of our natural resources than the Trump administration. They have shown that they put... Power, politics, and profit above protecting uh, not only the symbols of who we are as a country, but also the natural resources that we depend upon. I've also got emails from activist groups in my inbox saying that Trump is trying to destroy, in all caps, the law that is responsible for saving the bald eagle. So what's your reaction to the reaction? The reaction, of course, is completely predictable because these are the people who have been working hand-in-glove with federal officials over decades uh, to get species added to the list, not for the purpose of saving those species, but for the purpose of shutting down as much activity on rural land across America as possible. The the way the game is played is if you want to uh, end grazing, or in uh, mineral extraction, and this could be, by the way, also on public land, not just private land, whatever it is that you want to end, find some species, uh, go through the paperwork of uh, making a filing 
with the Fish and Wildlife Service, and bingo, in many cases, you get your wish. The species is put on the endangered species list uh, where it can stay not just for years but for decades because what the critics of the uh, uh, of the Trump administration's move will never acknowledge is the ESA doesn't work. Uh, it works very well, actually, for the environmental community, which is primarily interested in shutting down the economic activity in the rural U.S., but it doesn't work for species. You could hardly dream up a program with a worse track record than the ESA has. Fascinating and definitely a different perspective than we're hearing from the monolithic approach to this issue from virtually every mainstream media outlet. Bonner, thank you so much for your time today. We greatly appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for having me. Dr. Bonner Cohen is a senior fellow at the National Center for Public Policy Research. I'm Greg Corumbus reporting for Radio America. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.